changes are a natural part of the business world. And the thing is, is most salespeople don't even ever think about this. They're not prepared for it. So when it does happen, it catches them off guard. So what can you do and what do you need to know about it? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a good day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios. And today we're going to talk about business patterns. And this is super important for you in, in the world of sales because everything in business is all about patterns. So you have to get used to them. And if you're in sales long enough, you can spot what's about to happen. You can say, look, I feel like something's going to happen on the horizon because you've taken the time to develop your, your senses. Now, I do want to give you a warning. You can't get too caught up in these patterns. You just have to either do something with your knowledge or not do something with your knowledge. And how you react really does matter. And there's natural cycles in every part of life. There's natural cycles in every part of business. And I really want you to think about that during this episode. People who have been in sales for a long time, they, they're they unfazed by the challenges that happen in daily business. They're unfazed by what goes on. Now, I'm not going to say that they don't get irritated. They don't get annoyed. They don't get angry sometimes. But what ends up happening is they, they know. They've been in the game long enough to know what to expect. And I want to give you this warning. And I want you to listen to me very closely. Nothing stays the same ever. Relationships don't stay the same personally. You know, uh, just about anything that you do, Everything moves up, everything moves down, everything moves left, everything moves right. And the reason I, I bring this up is this is true in personal life, this is true in business. And I can't say this enough because how you look at these changes affect, have total effect on the way that you you do your sales and the way that you close deals. So we're going to start low and work our way up. And by starting low, I'm going to talk more about what happens with you personally and then I'm going to work my way up towards management, business ownership, and then and then go from there because it's going to make a, a lot of sense. And I want to define what a sideswipe meeting is. Sideswipe, like a car got sideswiped. It's a meeting that you're not prepared for. And I've had quite a few of these happen to me over my lifetime in the world of business and in the world of sales where you think that everything is good. And then you get called to the carpet and you didn't think that anything was going down. And next thing you know, you're you're scrapping for your position, you're fighting for life, and or you're being let go. And so sideswipe meetings do happen. And if you're sitting around, you're like, hey, I haven't really had anything major happen to me in the last, I don't know, year. I, if you become paranoid about this, it becomes a problem. But just realize, hey, in the back of your mind, Things happen that are really good, and sometimes, occasionally, things happen that are bad. And let's start with this. Promises will be made, and they're going to fade. And the reason why I started with a sideswipe meeting is this is what normally happens. Let's say you have a deal with a manager in place. And this, this, this deal may even be in writing. Could be commissions, could be concessions, could be holidays. And 
you get called to the office and they're like, uh, you know, paging Scott Bell, paging Scott Bell, can you go to manager's office? So you go to the manager's office and the manager, they, they start with some nervous energy. And you know this because you've been in sales long enough to know what nervous energy feels like. And they're like, yeah, we got to talk. And in the Sideswipe meeting, all of a sudden you find out that your commission plan is getting changed, your concessions are getting changed, your bonuses are getting paid, changed or not getting paid. They're getting changed or even your holiday schedule. So this is a business pattern to look for. And I'm going to say that normally something like this is going to happen at the end of a quarter, at the beginning of a quarter, at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year. So like, just look at the quarters every 90 days because you know if you've ever been on a management team, you know, you've got 90 days to make something happen. And if it doesn't happen, then like, you know, you've, you've got to, you've got to make, you've got to go talk to the salespeople. You got to get everybody wrapped up and you may not know this, but there, there's a tradition that when somebody gets moved up into management, they're given somebody to fire. And it was funny the other night I was watching uh, bar horrors and I think it's uh, John Tapper, John Tapper came over and pulled a, a bar owner over and said, you know, you have to make a sacrifice. You have to show in front of your people that you're willing to fire somebody. And believe it or not, there are times in management that there may be somebody who is okay at what they do, but it's like a ritual. It's a, it's a sacrifice to the sales, to the sales deities that somebody has to get fired when new management comes in. And it could be that other managers are pressuring the sales manager and they just don't have the moral courage to stand up it, to stand up to it and, and say, no, I'm not going to do that. And being on the inside of a management team, it's not uncommon for all the other managers to complain about salespeople and how much they make and that they're lazy and that they're prima donnas. And the reason they say that is because they're not outselling. That salesperson is supporting the management team. The salesperson is supporting the support staff. The salesperson is the person that's out there making the deal happen. And it's really easy to be an armchair quarterback. So like part of these patterns really do happen first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, or when there's a new manager. Part of what happens too is the sales lineup. The people that you work with, they come and go. Like good salespeople are consistently offered jobs. So you may have a team that you like working with and that you have good counterparts all over the country or all over your region. The next thing you know, like people start leaving. Well, people start leaving because they start recognizing that there's other opportunities. I got a friend named Paul and Paul pulled me aside, I don't know, let's say five years ago. And he goes, Scott, you know, the millennials have it right. The millennials will go to work for somebody for about 18 months to two years. And then they change because when they change, they're the new shiny object and they get everything that they want. And, you know, there is some real good benefit to that. So if you're thinking like, hey, I'm good at sales, what's the benefit of me staying? Well, if a company's going to come to you and they're going to make changes, sometimes it behooves you to know what your list of demands are if you're really good at what you do. And I'm going to have a couple of different things to go over at the end of this episode with you that include this conversation. Product line changes, manufacturers change, rep changes, law changes. These are all normal business problems that you have. So, you know, right now, as I record this episode, we're a year into COVID and there's supply chain issues. You know, there's a lot of technology that can't be acquired right now. Microchips, semiconductor made materials are just tough to get. Cars are tough to get. Computers are tough to get. I was in the vehicle yesterday with my brother and he was getting an amplifier for his boat and the, the stereo shop called him and said, hey, you know, uh, I can't get the amp that we've had on order for eight months. 
I ordered this thing, you know, and I just, I can't get it. I ordered it four months into COVID. They just don't have supplies. So product line changes, manufacturer changes, rep changes. There's natural things that happen. Promises change. Promises change, you know, it, it, it's not just, it's not just the money. It's not just holidays. It's when a company goes back on their word and they say, hey, we said we wouldn't ever do this, but we're going to do it now. And it could be that we were never going to combine with another company. We were never going to carry this product line. We Whatever this never was, always should have a footnote or an asterisk next to it and say, except in the case of you know, a holiday, a, a bad quarter, a, a bad month, a bad season, the manager quitting, the, the owner dying. There's a million things on promises that can go sideways. Comp plan changes. These happen roughly every nine months to a year. And it's never, ever, ever, ever underlined to your favor. It's your job to learn how to ethically game the system. Every time that I was given a comp plan, I would sit down and I would study it for a few hours. And I would find the way that it was going to benefit me the most. And every closer that I've ever talked to, every time I said, what happens when you get a new comp plan? They go, I go looking for loopholes. <laughs> I go looking for all the places that uh, I, I can I can make the money or I can lose the money. And that's part of your job is to ethically find every place that you can game the system and make the money. Because you're not getting paid by the hour. You're getting paid by the sale. You're getting paid for output. And so if you believe what Drucker taught, and, and that's highest and best use of time, then the same theory goes to your commission. What's the highest and best use of your time to get paid? And still do the right thing. There's going to be management changes. You get new teams, new promises, and new teams are meant to get rid of old ways. I want you to think about this. If, you, if you're in an organization and you get acquired, just know that eh, six to nine months, they're going to keep the old management team to get enough policies and procedures in place. And then the ax happens. They start firing off a couple of people here and a couple of people there. And then they replace management. You want to know why? Because when you replace management, you can't go back to saying, well, back when, you know, so-and-so was in charge here, this is what we used to do. Nope, there's no going backwards because it's all new. It's all moving forward. Now, part of the management change rolls into private equity change and uh, venture capital change. The owner retires. Status quo, once again, lasts for about 90 days, three months to six months, and then it's massive change. They come in and they swear it's not going to happen. And here's what you need to know. Yes. Yes, it will. Because if a company buys another company, they're looking at it as a tool, they're looking at it as leverage, and they want to change things to make it more profitable. 99% of the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to realize what's going to happen to the promises that were made before you. Do you are they going to make changes to your 401k plan? Probably because they're going to do everything they can to maximize profits. Are they going to make changes to your compensation plan? Absolutely. That's one of the first changes that they're going to make. Are they going to make changes to management? Yep. Are they going to start cutting people? Yeah, absolutely. They're going to get rid of people because, once again, they're looking for massive leverage. The reason why I express this, like, hey, changes are going to happen and nothing stays the same, and you need to know this about this as a salesperson, because there's going to be a point in the pattern where you're like, you know what? It's time for me to walk. And you need to realize what your value is as a salesperson. Not everybody can sell. It takes a very weird person in the eyes of society to wake up in the morning and go, you know, I'm going to meet with somebody and get rejected today. 
or I'm going to meet with somebody and I'm going to get rejected. I'm going to ask them for the sale. They're going to reject me again. They're going to say no. I'm going to say yes. They're going to say no. I'm going to say yes, whatever way you do it. And I'm going to walk away with money. And so many people can't do sales. So you have worth as a salesperson. Start documenting and, and putting some things on paper. I wouldn't spend a ton of time to this, but I, I would make note during the quarter that if you've gone for three quarters without a comp plan change, a compensation plan change, or a commission plan change, you're going to get one. Three quarters. And if you've gone a year and there hasn't been a product line change or an issue, there's probably going to be one. I always like to protect myself by anytime somebody would make a request to me, I'd be like, hey, you know what? I got a lot of things going on. Can you email that over to me? Because what happens is uh, people start offloading their job and their roles onto other people. And you start uh, accepting things that really aren't in your job description. And so the reason I bring this up is there's times where managers are playing games. And early on in my career, I didn't understand this. So I got caught up in it. And there's always turf wars. There's always turf wars. And what is promised to you behind closed doors isn't always going to be said. And so what I had to learn how to do was like, hey, if you're making a request to me, can you just email me that you know, and kind of give me a, a line out of what you want me to do, or give me a, a rough outline, <laughs> line out outline of what you want me to do, and and what what you're requesting of me, and then that way I could always have something to go back to. Now that doesn't always protect you, and you can't always think in terms of protection because this is natural as to what goes on. But for a big request, I would say absolutely email it to me so I know what you need. Prepare with a network. You know, keep up on your LinkedIn profile. Keep your resume handy. You know, be willing to talk to other people from other industries. There, there have been times where I have been at events and I've sought people out. Like, who, who are five people around here that I'd be willing to work for? I go over and I introduce myself. That way, if it ever comes to a meeting and a hiring process, I've met that person. They have some history with me. It doesn't mean I'm going to go work for them. It doesn't mean I'm going to go interact with them. And it just gives me the opportunity. Know that things are best when there's a natural swing. You know, it's just, it's part of nature. And then when things get bad, they typically get worse. So there, there is a pendulum to everything that happens, a bell, a bell curve, whatever way you want to diagram it out. And if you could keep track of this, it really does help you out. There's nothing that's going to stay, stay same consistently all the way from your, the people you work with, your comp plan to the ownership of the organization. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.